You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 256, Silent Planet. Hosted by Dan Terry. It's everything I love about a bone-crunching metalcore album. It has nine songs. It is 19 minutes long. Jeff Kane. I thought that was a typo at first. And Joseph Wren. It's like Dan came in the room and said, guys, I really liked the last record, but I think this one should be darker. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you're standing outside on a desert planet staring at the second sun, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. Dude, when did we end up on Tatooine? Dude, we're on Tatooine tonight. Yeah, on a desert planet looking at the second sun. Fuck yeah. A thousand, a thousand percent. Well, the planet is only silent, Jeff, if you have really good headphones, which I'm selfishly admitting that I now have a sweet fucking pair of headphones. <laughs> yes, Joe, Joe bought a uh, financially irresponsible set of headphones, which is fine. I'm just wearing $20 cheapies, which is why I sound how I sound. And uh, everybody else sounds how they sound. Actually, I don't know what Jeff's sporting over there. Uh, I'm sh- I'm supporting Joe's little brother. Well, that's fair. Yeah, seriously, I've had them for like six years, and they're fucking great. Mine don't even have a brand name on them. It just says headphones. Yeah, I got the baby MDRs. He's got the he's got the bad boys. Nice. But, but you know, there's two wires: one for left, one for right. I get a nice thick uh, two wire cord here. So you know, all in all, I can hear right from left real good. Silent Planet, gentlemen. Did you enjoy your week as much as I did? Oh, I enjoyed some Silent Planet, as I have enjoyed Silent Planet for quite a while. I liked the C.S. Lewis book, Out of the Silent Planet, but uh, I am happy to be listening to the band Silent Planet for this episode of the podcast. And I think that the weird thing about Silent Planet is that they're a band that, like, I heard them a long time ago. I'd say, like, maybe 2015 or so. And I was like, oh, this band is just O Sleeper 2.0. And I didn't really pay much attention to them after that. Uh, but I, I'm glad to say that eventually I did come around and I listened to what they had to offer. And I do think that they are similar to that band that I mentioned. But uh, I have a short attention span. I don't remember what band I mentioned. But um, I do think <laughs> they sound an awful lot like them. But I think that they are masters of atmosphere. I think they yep. are masters of soundscapes. And if you're going into this thinking that this is just a metalcore band, you're mm-hmm. right. There, There is a metalcore band. It's almost like somebody's making a pure mood CD and there's a metalcore band in the room, like kind of almost interrupting the process. But it turns out sounding good. Yeah, well, we it's definitely Jeff's atmosphere. It, it, 100%. I mean, this 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 band was made for me. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to put it. This is everything I want, except really everything. Pretty damn close. Uh, I do have some vocal delivery concerns at times. Oh it's no! Little, yeah, it gets a little too staccatoish and uh, I guess new metal influenced for the type of music that I'm expecting to hear. It, sometimes yeah, but, it, but but those deathcore vocals that show up, you know, midway through the discography. I mean, fit for a king called. They want their breakdown back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it gets uh, it gets to the really good stuff. Really <laughs> fucking go good on. stuff. Yeah, especially uh, the the latest release, Iridescent. They drop that that vocal styling at that point a hundred percent, and they just go full bore into just greatness. At least that's my opinion. But hey, what do I know? Dan said, "Oh sleeper." I said, "Spirit box in my head." Throw in some fit for a king. This is an atmospheric modern metal masterpiece of a band it's one of the easiest listens we've had in a while uh 
I mean, it. You know, it's a. You know, it's really good when I'm nitpicking about vocals about a genre that I also like, which is new metal. Yeah, when I found out that I had to listen to li- listen to Silent Planet this week, I was like, "Oh no, don't threaten me with a good time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was. I think I finished the uh, my homework in like one night. I think I'd listened to ev- everything since this, you know it's been. We're recording. We we listened to this over Christmas Christmas and New Year's break. So I think I did everything in one night. You know, listened to all four albums three times in in one evening. It was a long evening, but. Yeah, I did a lot of working from homework, so I uh, blasted my stereo as loud as humanly possible. So I think I made it through these four albums two or three times per day. Um, and, uh, you know, the other band that I was supposed to be listening to kind of interspersing those in as a palate cleanser. But uh, you guys won't find out what that band is until next week. Till next time. Well, before Dan <laughs> gives out some more spoilers, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. Hey, we do enjoy some five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion. And if you guys want to leave us a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I think you can do it on Spotify now. I don't I don't use Spotify, guys. You're going to have to let me know how that works. <laughs> um, but you know what? Uh, more power to you. Leave us a review wherever you're able to. Send us an email. Tell us we're uh, doing a great job because uh, somebody did that this week. And I was like, thank you for sending me an email telling me that I did a great job. Okay. He told us we did a great job, not just me. Uh, I'm going to read that email right now, if that's okay. Go for it. All right. Well, Matt Jones sent us an email. You could email us too at danandjoeshow@gmail.com. He says, I'm a, he says, great job, guys, except Jeff. He says in really small text next to weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> says, that's all right. I, I'm a, <laughs> Keckle forever. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it says, I'm a newish listener that has been catching up since last summer and has enjoyed it immensely. You guys, uh, would you guys consider diving into the libraries of Vision of Disorder, Skin Lab, Screw, Snapcase, White Zombie, I Hate God, Ooh. Cradle of Filth. Yeah. Amen. 20 Dead Flower Children. Sounds like a super happy band. Stuck Mojo, Buried Alive, Frontline Assembly, or even the short set of Acid Bath. Hope these suggestions join your roster. Keep up the great work. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for all those. Uh, and that's Matt Jones, not Matt Nas. Just uh, just to clarify there for a bit. But um, yeah, keep those suggestions coming. I can guarantee you that at least two of those bands are on the list for 2022. I was like, what year is it? And uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to a few of those and we'll keep them in mind for the next. I heard Stuck Mojo. Jeff says, yes, please. Yeah, I say the same thing about Frontline Assembly, uh, but that's like 20 albums. That's a lot. Yeah, 20 well, records, know, huh? If we do Industrial it's December, uh, Dangerous Dave over on the Discord server said, Happy New Year, Dan, Joe, and all. How you doing, all? I listened to Industrial <laughs> December in response to the question posed. I reckon you should drop Industrial December if you aren't enjoying it. But get Matt Nas back on. Maybe even try and poach him. By the way, is there a Hate Eternal episode? So I'll answer a couple of those right now. Number one, there is no Hate Eternal episode yet, yet. <laughs> but 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 there will be. Trigger drums. The answer to the second question is Matt Nas. We will get Matt Nas back on. 
I don't think we're going to be able to poach him. He's one. He's one of the only people I can truly say is busier than I am on a daily basis. I mean, we can we can try, but we'd probably have to give him like I don't know, like a truck filled with money. Uh, in, in order to get him to come on every single episode, and Jeff's looking at me like, "Why didn't I get an offer of a truckload of money to be on to be on these episodes?" <laughs> All right, it's enough, That's Jeff. Okay. It's enough, Jeff. Trashing. We lo- we love Jeff. We we love having Jeff on the show. You know what else okay. we love on the show? We love uh, sponsorship. If you guys want to sponsor an episode of the podcast, you can do that. We are open to that. Uh, if you own a business, or if you are in a band and you want us to shout out your band. Get people to check out those mad socials. But well, did I sound cool there when I said that? Did I sound really cool when I said that mad was socials? pretty fucking no. brutal, dude? Did I sound like one of the cool kids? I, I don't know if I did. No, anyway, he brutal as empathetic, but that's fine. That's cool. I, I, I'm into that. <laughs> I, I like the brutal slash pathetic. It gives me online credibility, like you wouldn't believe. I'm gonna go on Reddit now and talk trash about you guys passive aggressively. But seriously, Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. Let us know what you got and what we can do to help. So Dan. Tell me about Silent Planet. Silent Planet is an American metalcore band from California, and they've been around since about 2009. And obviously, as we talked about before, their name derives from the book Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. And um, this band is honestly one of the best of the quote unquote newer solid state bands out there. I know, I know they've been around forever, but for me, anything that came out after like 2005 in my brain, I still say it's new <laughs> because I'm an old person. So if you, if you watch my video, hey, on get YouTube, off my lawn. yeah, if you watch my YouTube video about uh, top five solid state bands or five state solid state records releases, you, you'll notice that all of those were from like before 2005. So I, I apologize for that. But at the same time, I leave no apology. I'm an old person. Yeah, we're going to talk about The Night God Slept. 2014. The night the night that, that, that Jesus <laughs> was night-night. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this record absolutely blows me away, uh, even listening to it now. I'm going to get it out of the way now. I got it out of the way earlier, but I'm going to get it out of the way again. Uh, this band sounds like a sleeper a uh, lot. in their in, well, yeah, in their and, and I say it, I don't want it to sound dismissive. It's just obvious that these guys dig them some more sleeper and wanted to make a band that kind of gave off a similar vibe. And uh, I would say they sound the most like O sleeper, really just vocally yep. more so more so than 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 musically. Um, but yeah, so you've got that like you've got that kind of yell scream delivery mixed in with some very kind of ethereal clean vocals and um the band will come will go from like raging metalcore to these like slowed down sort of chill out sort of moments and then slowly kind of build back up in intensity and um i'm not a big fan of the clean vocals all the time but if i'm in the right mood for them i'm totally here for it after weeks of listening to spirit box because jeff told me it was a great record it would be impossible for me to listen to this band and not immediately point out the electronic feeling that these modern metalcore bands are always putting into the mix. Yes, it has the atmosphere. It has the vibe. There's reverb in places. We weren't used to hearing it for the past 15 years at that point, but it just creates a smooth vibe. It's a very calming feeling when the music on the bottom is very aggressive, but the vocals on the top are very soothing, even when they're being aggressive. I think O Sleeper is the best way to describe it. And no, it doesn't let up 
for the entire discography. Spoilers, this one's basically a sure thing for me. But it's that breath of fresh air that always breaks up the listening for me. When we're every single week listening to a new band and what genre is this? Is it black metal? Is it grindcore? Is it new metal? Going back and forth between all these different genres. Then you get a band like this that uses those genres together to create an overall soothing product. Yeah, they do the whole wall of sound thing rather well. Uh, and I'm with Dan. The, uh, it, the, the interesting thing for me is the, uh, the most off-putting aspect of this album is actually the vocals. Uh, I think that's, I think that's, the, mo- that's the largest attractor that I, that I have on this, which it's not that they're bad. It's just that it's, I can pick and choose when it comes to that. It, but it's not bad enough to where, because they're not bad. They're just average to good. They're a little par for the course for that year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They're you know that average. I mean, it's it's just what you expect. So it's not that they're you know it's off off putting. It's just that it uh it and so it's not off putting. So it distracts from it. And you, and I think I've said it many times. If your uh, vocals are just so out in left field and so distracting, you know, for me it detracts. It's very hard for me to to follow what everybody you know what everything else is going on. So this is enough of just formulaic enough that it, it doesn't distract for me. And musically, it's just a masterpiece, which I can say for all four of their albums. I think musically, these guys are just, they hit it in the right spot for me every time. Yeah, it's very textured. You know, this first album especially, it's very mature for the age of the band. Um, and, and I think that that is one really surprising element. I think vocally, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more. I think there was a period where in especially like 2014, 2015, Hearing a band like this at that time, I was a little exhausted of the whole like, here's our screamy part, here's our singy part, you know, and I don't think that they're generic. They're, this is not like an under oath situation or, or, you know, you definitely can't tell what they're doing. And I like I like the emphasis kind of on more post metal sounds that are going on with this record. But yeah, I think that like vocally, yeah, I came from a time when metalcore vocals were growled and 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 you know vomited m- more than anything. Whereas we saw kind of in, influx at this time at you know post 2010 of bands that were just kind of like going for that shouty yelly sort of sound, and, and it got to the point where like every band did that. Now every band does something else, you know. But at the time, it was very predictable. Whereas everything else wasn't. But yeah, I think this was a super super strong start. And um, it only gets better from here. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, Joe had mentioned um, Spirit Box because one of the producers uh, for this album uh, did Eternal, uh, worked on Eternal Blue. I think they did the engineering on Eternal Blue. So I, th- there's some correlations there as far as like the the similar sounds that you're going to have. Uh, I think you know, producers uh, don't get enough credit as far as the type of influence that they can have on, on a sound. Uh, and this, I, I forget the guy's name, uh, Daniel Bronstein. He he's done a lot of engineering and production work. Uh, it's not necessarily that he's like the lead guy, but he's he's got his fingers in a lot of th- a lot of things. I know he's starting to uh, release some of his own music now, which I I haven't listened to, which I probably should because pretty much anything that he's engin- helped engineer or helped produce, I've generally liked uh, just about everything that he's had a bit of an imprint on. But yeah, this is a, is a it's a great album out of the whole. I mean, it's like Dan said though. You know, this is a, you know it's almost like an overexposure. You know, there's just so much of it at, at that time. It 
you know, it's almost like uh, whenever kind of reason why we like we like doing new metal May, we find like these awesome new metal bands that we were like at the time, it just it was such overexposure. We didn't realize how great they were. And we go back and we listen to it. and We're like, why weren't we listening to it? And the problem was just because there was also 20 other bands doing the same thing. And, and that's kind of how the first album is for me, at least. So, you know, The Night That God Slept is a, a great album. It's just there was so much that was already out there. It was just uh, we were already inundated with with what was available. And it wasn't enough different to make it to where it stood out that made you want to, you know, sh- you know, strive to go listen to that in particular. It's not that it's bad because it's not bad at all. Then 2016, the band brought Everything Was Sound and kicks it right off with the most modern metal sounding Me Without You reference I've ever heard. Because... That's something that's missing from this type of modern sounding metal for me is the raw, aggressive shouting. Then they drop right back into the formula. So here we are again. It's not just the next record by Silent Planet because they pick the vibe up very quick. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. So this one I noticed right off the bat was a lot more post-metal influenced uh, than the previous you know, obviously these guys now are listening to stuff like Isis or Cult of Luna, you know, or or maybe not. Maybe uh, bands that were influenced by those bands um, or even stuff like Rosetta to a lesser degree. But you've got a much more slow pace and more of a focus on just bone crunching heaviness on the riffs. And this is where it kind of. I mean, if you had to put it in a genre, which, you know, you don't have to put everything in a genre, it's still going to be metalcore, but it's definitely got a little bit more of that, like, genty, darker sound to it. And the vocals are just as desperate and just as gut-wrenching as before, if not better. I think the vocal performance on this is switched up a lot more and more focused on the heavy vocal than the clean, which is never a bad thing in my book. This album has more of that staccato ish uh sound to the to the vocals i i I do have to say though that i i was i was excited whenever this first came out because will putney was produced this one so Uh, yeah yeah i know exactly then that's the reason why i was excited i was like okay this this shit's gonna go down (laughs) this is gonna be good put this on my sure thing list yeah yeah so i that that in itself made me uh pay attention uh back in well it wasn't that long ago was it 2016 it's not that long ago not that long ago like i said new new band i don't care what anybody says fight me (laughs) (laughs) the one thing that i have to say is i i don't know what it is i like how simple and clean the album cover is on this i really 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 like it just bright pop in color yeah yeah it's just it's all white with all the color and it's just super it's fairly simple and i just uh i don't know what it is i, I like it it just kind of for metal for uh a metal album it it it's strike it stands out like so like when you're going through and you're you're flipping through and you're going through the metal stuff this one will pop because everything else is just so you know dirty and dark and dirty and vulgar and then you got this it's super clean uh i just you know that's the kind of stuff that used to like draw my eye back in the day before digital media con- and digital content was a thing 
I just think I ought to give it a shout out because that's just, you know, that's just me being, an, you know, I used to run a record store. So stuff like this just kind of piques my interest. So I always love seeing things like this. That's just different from the norm. This is what would make me buy this if I was in a CD store. It's the opposite of what you're expecting. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was like, this stands. This is not where this is supposed to be. So I got to listen to it. I thought what I was going to get was a record that spent a lot of time composing the music around the color theory because there's that theory that sound has colors or moods have color and i don't know how to make a reference to between the bear to me's colors but that one basically gets it right i don't think this one was the same vibe or even trying to be the same vibe but i agree with you it's a nice simple but different record cover that I don't really know what the first one was supposed to be, but this one I really don't know what I'm getting into, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's that's kind the of the whole idea. Tool theory that what you see is not necessarily what you're going to get. The point is what the music is, not what the album cover says or looks like. And what I'm let's be honest. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What I'm surprised by with this record is the band's ability to write complex songs that are based around these sort of like post-metal ideas but to present them in shorter like three to four minute song lengths and get their point across much faster than a lot of other bands that sound like this you know typically with post-metal bands you're looking at like you know anywhere between seven to ten minute songs uh, that take forever to build and sort of have uh, their own like vibe for each song whereas with Silent Planet I think they keep their vibe consistent throughout the record but they borrow those elements those post metal elements to pull the heaviness out of what would otherwise be digestible metalcore songs uh, for that year so like they did a really good job of like piquing the interest of somebody like me who already you know at this time had kind of written them off as just another metalcore band you know to hear this level of growth um, just between the two records, I think is really impressive. And I also like how they're able to keep it digestible, but also introduce us to kind of this soundscape that you don't usually get with bands that are on this label and on this time, which I know the label doesn't mean anything necessarily, but um, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say to make it short is this, that like there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. But the band also doesn't like fall into like progressive territory and start going off in directions that are too far from home base. Yeah. I, the other thing that drew me in and I figured probably for all three of us was Nervosa. I think everybody wanted to check that out when it first came out <laughs> because Corey Brandon's on it. So we were like, yep, we got to look at that. We got to see what that is. And uh, love some Corey. Yep. So that that's, I mean, I know for me besides, you know, truthfully, it was, you know, what helped helped them stand out. The album cover was fucking cool. Will Putney, of course. And then you have guest vocals from Corey. That that kind of like sealed the deal. It made me want to check them out more. Uh, and I was like, okay, maybe they're just not a they're not a retread. Uh, you know, there's there's something else going on here. You know, these other people wouldn't be investing their time if they didn't think it was worth it. And it's definitely the case. I, I do I do like. Uh, everything will sound uh, quite a bit more. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, that I don't like the night God slept. It just means that I like everything will sound quite a bit more. 
The other thing I did not realize, I didn't realize everybody liked it as much as I did too, because it was like number one on the uh, U.S. Hard Rock and and on the U.S. Uh, Christian Billboard number one. It hit number one on both, which I could not believe. I I I, I thought that was a uh, miss. I thought that was a typo at first. So yeah, it's legit. I mean, this is a good album. It's really really good. I don't think it's their best, but it's fantastic. 2018, when the end began. Oh man. I mean, I'm not giving it points for the album title, but yeah, I'm not going to pretend the album album title makes me think of like, it's you're waiting for the drop. (laughs) That's what the album title makes me think of. (laughs) All right, boys, here comes the drop. Yep. (laughs) The other thing that's cool is uh, everything's in Braille. Did you guys know that? Like everything's stylized in Braille. Like, I think that's pretty fucking cool. I did not know that. I had no idea. I see that. I guess I didn't spend that much time looking at the album cover. <laughs> this, is, this is one that I don't have. Uh, it didn't have colors. It didn't pop like the last one. Um, yeah. I so yeah, right, right below the planet or whatever that is. Uh, yeah, it's that's Braille. That's there. That's the the titles in Braille. I was like, that's fucking cool. Is it just me or do these albums get darker as they go? Oh no, they definitely do, and I, they get better <laughs> because of it. Because of the darkness inside of me. Um, <laughs> The overall vibe of the band is consistent. You get the same melodic, genty sounding, modern metal, everything. But the individual albums do get darker as they go on. It's like Dan came in the room and said, guys, I really liked the last record, but I think this one should be darker and more dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that darker dark. Ditch evil darkness. There used to be a black metal band called Dark Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, that's just something that you know now. You can go look up some Dark Dark. Yeah, I'm going to go listen to that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh boy, Dark Dark. Okay. So uh, when the end began is a insanely heavy, genty record. Might be their least atmospheric. I feel like this guy was more bone crunching than anything else, uh, which, you know, you know, I'm not going to complain about. This is the point in the discography where I thought we had another fit for a king. Well, where it's just a sure thing the entire way through. No, where it's just backbreaker for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> well, I don't know I if mean, it's it, that heavy, but it's not that heavy, but it's definitely Will's got a stamp on it. I mean, there's no question about that. Hi, I mean, guys. Will Putney here. Would you like your album to be heavy and melodic at the same time? Yes. You're welcome. I got to shout out the song Lower Empire because it has a vocoder on it and, you know, sound wave vocoder vocals are something that I feel like I need to share with the world anytime I encounter it. Um, And it's actually funny because that song starts off like kind of proggy sounding because it has to in order to in order to to have vocoder vocals. If you're going to do a cynic thing, you have to do a cynic thing, right? Right. Um, it's just the way it goes. Um, no, I love I love it. And it's funny because when I heard this song, I thought like these guys are gonna go progressive at some point. I'm glad that it hasn't happened yet because I'll probably hate it if they do. But I like again how they take <laughs> Wow, dude. <laughs> well, I just don't you know, I don't have time for a seventy nine minute album. <laughs> You still haven't gotten over the contortionist going prog rock on you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to lose another baby. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a. Uh, they got to grow up of, sometime. I have a vinyl of Exoplan that I want to sell. You want it? Y- yeah. Well, we'll talk about that after the show. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want him to go prog. Uh, I don't want anybody to go prog. Don't go. Start. <laughs> 
you can start as a prog band and I can choose to ignore you. But don't don't put out really great records and then and then put out a prog record. Uh, just just don't do it. But what I like about Silent Planet is that I get all that cool proggy stuff that I like, like the synthesized vocals and the 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 the, the noodly, you know, I get all that. Love all that stuff, but then I still get my metalcore screams and growls and breakdowns. And uh, let's talk about, you know, how the vocals have grown the beard uh, on this record. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. And I like that this band just keeps it in the pocket the entire time. You know, I talk about Lower Empire being a, like a proggy song. It's only three minutes and 50 seconds because I don't need any more than that to see what you can do. Yeah. I, I don't need I don't need a 20 minute exposition after that on of all the possible directions that you could have taken. Yeah, no, I got you. It- I understand what you're saying. You know, the whole aspect you know, that turns most people off to the Prague is they tend to get a little too far up their own ass and then you end up with a 17 minute song. Well, if you can do that and you can break it into pieces that are digestible, which is what I think this band has started to become really good at doing. Number one, you can be Prague without being Prague. Number two, you can uh, you can make people like Dan happy because then it, yeah, they're still heavy as fuck. And then you also make people like me happy because I want to have all that shit, but I don't necessarily want to sit there for a 17-minute song either, but I'm happy to do so. I just don't want to sit there for an hour and 52-minute album. Yeah, that's song, fair. So- songs from the North. Oh, God, yeah. We don't need any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still they're still one of my favorite bands, but fuck, that was, an aw- that was awful. They, they recovered from that. Yes, well. they did. Yeah, yeah. they did. <laughs> so. but, but that's but that I, I totally get what you're saying, and that's what, that's what people who dislike Prague you know, end up, I think that's the biggest thing is whenever you start just getting so pretentious, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Just play the fucking song. <laughs> and that's exactly what Silent Planet does on when the end began. I mean, it's just like, there's there's no messing around. You can be proggy and not mess around. And that's exactly what they've done on this. And they they've really are kicking ass and taking names and it's sounding good while doing it. And that's a fantastic combination. And I think they're really starting to get into their stride. This is still not my favorite album of those of theirs. I have a feeling that's coming very soon, Jeff. In Jeff, fact, like, give me F bombs or give me Dev. <laughs> 2021. Iridescent. This was gold for me. Fucking gold. That album cover is definitely not gold, Jeff. It's fucking cool. That can you get any more? Are we more talking cynic? about Starflyer in here? <laughs> yeah that too i was like cynic or starflyer but like that that album cover i'm just like yeah that's just like way the fuck out there and uh, dude this this album is uh it's in my top five uh for uh 2021 so uh, i think i th- i give it very very high praise this is where they finally uh, for me i i really really like the vocal stylings on this they, they finally stopped all of the uh the real staccato aspects of the vocals and I know some people like that a lot, but it, for me, it just didn't quite fit the music. And here, it's 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 perfect. It's absolutely perfect for me. And I, yeah, e- e- easy listen. I go through this. I can't tell you how many times I went through this album over the last couple of weeks. And it's, you know, it's 40 minutes long. It's about where an album should be. But it is, uh, it's one of the faster 40 minutes of, of album listening that you're going to do because it, it's super smooth. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, th- this is a, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, this is this is all the elements put together in a way that makes sense, and it's heavier. It's bone crushing. It's bone crushing. Or yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 cr- it crushes the bones better. 
Uh, it's heavy. It's intense. It's very angry. This is probably the angriest album. And just the weird amount of effects and sort of intros to some of the songs, some of the, dare I say, interludes. Um, it, it all just establishes the atmosphere. It doesn't go into pure moods territory. And it always ends in a satisfying sort of conclusion. I was going to say completion, but... Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to like this one as, as much because, you know, there is some additional elements, you know, that is, you know, more electronic in nature. Because I know Drew Folk is the the primary producer on this. And I mean, he's done a lot of hip hop as well as metal. So he's got a lot, a lot of crossover credibility for starters. But I kind of like that it, you have a guy that's pulling from a cult, couple of different places at the same time. And uh, it for me, for whatever reason, it really, really works. Uh, on this, I mean, I think the growth that they had on this is is amazing. Um, I was not expecting this. I was. It, they went from a a very very good band to one of my favorite albums of the year. I mean, that's. I I, I don't talk about my favorite albums of the year unless they are legitimately my favorite albums of the year because I, I'm one of those people that I will grab a, a couple a handful of albums then I'll glom onto for the whole year. And I'll just the, constantly, listen, constantly listen to it. And that's that's iridescent is one of those for me. They really became titans on this one. Um, it, you know, it went from just being a band that I kind of wrote off to being a band that I found to be moderately enjoyable to a band that I was like, oh, man, this is pretty good stuff to. Oh, my God, this is my everything this week. You know, and I and I know it sound, makes it sound really frivolous. My everything this week. Uh, but <laughs> it, it is really kind of a record that I'll be revisiting a lot. I hadn't even listened to it because I knew we had the band on the schedule and the album had released last year. So I was like, I'll just wait, you know, uh, until until I get there. And uh, I can't necessarily say I'm glad that I did wait. Well, you didn't have um, to wait too long. It's only been a couple of months. No, it, it came out in November. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is absolutely top tier. And it, it, it says something to the fact that the band has been going in a far angrier direction over time than where they started. And there's almost kind of this narrative, you know, they started off in like this sort of like Christian hardcore scene and the type of burnout that we've seen from uh, hundreds of bands at this point, <laughs> you know, uh, in this where, you know, suddenly they're not they're not necessarily stoked with all of it anymore. And they get angrier, they get more upset, they call more stuff out. And, um, you know, it's always it's always great to hear a solid state band throw out a song like Alive as a House Fire. Um <laughs> Just because it's a uh, it's unexpected, so this is not like a uh, Norma Jean situation where they you know say some words that a lot of other solid state bands don't use. It's very clear. It's very in your face. It's very angry, and I love it. It's a it's a good kick in the pants. It's a barn burner, and um, for me, it's the highlight of the album just because the ending is so frantic and in your face and everything just kind of falls apart and i love it the modern metal toolbox is in use for the entire discography but if you wanted to push that in a completely new direction i feel like silent planet does it on this record when i'm listening to this type of melodic metal i'm expecting all those things this band has been doing the electronic tinge the atmosphere the drums to be very much syncopated and probably fake, the guitars to be genty, and the vocals to be melodic. What I don't expect is a near Mick Gordon level of dirgy, genty guitars. And somehow this record is just that much more aggressive than the previous. 
So I don't think modern metal, that sound I've been complaining about for a few years, needed to die. I think someone just needed to improve or take it to the next level. And the next level is not layers and layers of melodic vocals. It's what Silent Planet has been doing. I don't know how to follow that. I mean, <laughs> Damn, I was like, there, there's your... Uh... What's your final thoughts, Joe? Final Jesus. thoughts this, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> final thoughts on Silent Planet. Dan. Man, Silent Planet is just awesome. You know, I know this sounds like one of those, like, these guys are talking about sponsorships. Did they get paid? No, nobody paid us to, <laughs> to say good things about Silent Planet. Um, I just, I like the band. Um, and I actually feel bad that I spent a lot of time not listening to them because I expected them to be a specific thing. And I feel like almost the entire point of the band is to not be a specific thing. And um, they, they've crafted really good, passionate, honest music that isn't really pretentious. It has the potential to be, but it's not pretentious yet. It just seems honest and heartfelt, um, but with a with a layer of finesse and technical uh, technical elegance that you don't get in a lot of bands that these guys are lumped in with. Jeff, what about you? Yeah, I think that's uh, it's a nice discovery uh, as they kind of went from the middle of the pack you know it's kind of like a sports team you know they, they they have like a stretch run and you're like you know are they gonna make it or not you know to the playoffs and that's kind of how i feel like because by the time that the, the fourth album comes out it's just like they, these guys are perennial contenders i mean they're legit they're just not another run of the mill band i mean iridescent is if it's you know i don't know how, how can you build off of that i mean i think it's such a great album we'll, we'll find very, out in one to two years yeah <laughs> But that's the great thing. That's that as as well. Like you mentioned that Dan is you know they they're pretty consistent. You know they're not they're not keeping us guessing. You know they don't, there's no ten year ten year hiatus, and, and and I I like what they're doing. And I I like the fact that they have, were able to as Dan has said. You know you you have your entire life to make your first album. Let's see what you can do. You know you, you, your moxie is built off of what you can do after that. And these guys have improved tremendously over a four album span they're just a just a great listen uh, especially iridescent i i just can't i just can't say enough about how much i love that album do you want a sure thing may i present silent planet you're welcome what started off as another jeff band became one of the most interesting enjoyable listens i've done for this podcast four records with that modern metal tinge that actually get better and develop as they move forward. If Iridescent is the payoff for the night God slept, I want to know what they're going to do next because they have taken a style that has become very generic sounding and kept it interesting for the past seven years. Listen to Silent Planet. Damn, what's your album of the week? My album of the week, you know, in my in my never-ending search for just depraved, angry metalcore, uh, I've been listening to the album shrine of consciousness by the band serration imagine if like zeo was evil that's what this band sounds like i mean just i mean well, absolutely bone crushing metalcore i said it's got my attention yeah i mean it's it, it's everything i love about a bone crunching metalcore album it has nine songs it is 19 minutes long and <laughs> it has <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, and interspersed between the heaviness or like Fallout style, like old school, like Fallout Bioshock, like Art Deco sort of songs playing in the background. Well, I thought there's you were probably say an actual word Boy. for that. No, there's actually like a word for that, but um, it's not an arms race, is it? I don't know what it is. So 
I think Dan completely ignored music that's on Fallout. Jeff, what about you? Well, I guess it shouldn't come as a shock. If I can't, I did decided not to do Silent Planet, so I went on a Silent Planet esque tangent and went back to 2020s. Uh, it is the way it ends by Currents. I love that oh, album. Oh, very too. good record. Yeah, yeah, I love that album. So it just kind of like stoked the fire, and I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to everything that's like this. So yeah. I went back to the way it ends. By the way, they do. They one thing I didn't know that Currents did, uh, and because I knew like Atreyu used to do this stuff all the time, and, and so does um, Protest the Hero, is they they put out all the uh, instrumental versions. Uh, of oh, cool! Their albums. So I was like, yeah, that's that's interesting, especially somebody who likes to sing along with shit. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun being able to do that without the lead vocals. So yeah, that was fun. For me, it's unto others strength. Dan knows exactly what I'm talking about because we are getting ready for the next round of Patreon reviews. $1 a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed. For only $1, you get to hear what we think about Unto Others and their new album, Strength. Spoilers, it's fucking great. Take us out, DFT. If you guys enjoy listening to this podcast and you would like to reach out to us in any way, shape, or form, you can do that in a lot of different ways. You can send us an email at show at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can find us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. You can find us on Instagram at Discuss Metal. Or you can join our Discord server. We have a Discord server link in our show notes. Check it out. There's lots of cool people on there that want to talk to you. Or maybe they don't. It's impossible to tell. Show up anyway to find out. We have cake. It's it's virtual cake. Don't don't show up and actually ask me for the cake because I'm not going to have any cake for you unless you live like really close to me. Oh, I thought it was going to be Dan covering cake. That would be a lot of fun. We, we, we could do some cake songs. Joe will get oh. out the horn. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. But uh, yeah, guys, keep on reaching out to us. Let us know what bands you want to hear us talk about. And uh, like I said, if you have a business or a band that you want us to shout out or something, uh, hit us up, gmail.com and we would be happy to see how we can help you guys out. And if you'd like to support us financially on Patreon, you can do that as well. Patreon.com forward slash Discuss Metal. We have all kinds of cool content in there, and we're actually going to add some new cool content that I haven't even told these guys about yet, but it's going to be sweet. We're going to talk about it when we're done recording, so uh, you know we'll have more on that later. And on that note, this has been episode 256 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you're not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discussmetal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money. Uh...